Well, this was a big story today. Prisoner swaps, right? They always remind me of old spy movies. But American basketball star Brittany Griner is headed home tonight. Uh, she'd been freed from a Russian penal colony uh, in exchange for the U.S. releasing a notorious Russian arms dealer by the name of Victor Boot. Um, eight months this has been go- going on. Uh, one of the things that didn't happen is there's another high-profile American prisoner in Russia right now, uh, actually born in Ottawa, Paul Whelan. He's been in jail for nearly four years. He was not released. Uh, but let's get to the to the details of what really did happen here. Uh, Griner is a two-time Olympic gold medalist. She's uh, you know a WNBA star. She'd been playing basketball in Russia because she needed the money, and that's where they go. Um, she was arrested at an airport in Russia carrying vape canisters with cannabis oil, but very, very little of it. But it made her the most high-profile American jailed abroad, openly gay, black woman locked up in a country where authorities have been notoriously hostile to the LBGTQ community. Um, there was a lot of dynamics in Russia. President Biden was under a lot of pressure to find a way to get her home. And he personally announced that it had been done today. This is a day we've worked toward for a long time. We never stopped pushing for her release. It took painstaking and intense negotiations, and I want to thank all the hardworking public servants across my administration who worked tirelessly to secure her release. This work is not easy. Negotiations are always difficult. There are never any guarantees. But it's my job as President of the United States to make the hard calls and protect American citizens everywhere in the world, anywhere in the world. It was a hard call, and here's why. I mean, Brittany Griner clearly was in a position where she was going to spend many years in a Russian prison, and they were going to hold her there until they got what they wanted. And what the Putin regime wanted was a gentleman named Victor Boot. Uh, he'd been serving a 25-year prison sentence in Illinois, nicknamed The Merchant of Death. If you've ever seen the movie Lord of War back in 2005, that was ostensibly about him. He was arrested in Thailand in 2008 and later convicted of terrorism for allegedly trying to sell up to $20 million in weapons. He's believed to have been responsible for providing weapons in some of the deadliest conflicts of the 90s and noughts. Here's a snippet of a 60-minute piece on Victor Boot. Taking advantage of Russian military contacts at the highest levels and the collapse of the Soviet Union, federal prosecutors allege Boot essentially became a one-stop shop offering an unlimited supply of stockpiled Cold War weapons to bad guys around the world, including Charles Taylor of Liberia, who's now on trial for war crimes. According to the U.S. indictment, Boot had a unique selling point when it came to weapons trafficking. A fleet of cargo airplanes capable of transporting weapons and military equipment anytime, anywhere. More than 60 planes in all, his own private air force. Those Russian aircraft uh, were built like flying dump trucks. He could move this stuff and drop it with pinpoint accuracy to any desert, to any jungle, to any other remote place in the world, right into the hands of what I refer to as the potpourri of global scum. The potpourri of global scum. That's who Victor Boot was allegedly providing weapons to. Again, tonight, Brittany Griner on her way home to America. Victor Boot uh, on his way back to Russia. Paul Whelan, the Ottawa-born uh, American who's in jail, still there. Well, with more on all of this and how it unfolded is Catherine Stoner. She's a senior, senior fellow at the Freeman Spogli Institute for International Studies at Stanford University. She's, she's the author of Russia Resurrected. Thanks for your time. Welcome back. Thanks very much for having me again. Uh, big news today. I mean, clearly, this is something that had been worked on for quite a while, but uh, uh, there's been a lot of attention paid to it today. Uh, Brittany Griner, clearly, uh, her 
her imprisonment in Russia became a very big story in the U.S. Yes, absolutely. She's a relatively well-known uh, athlete here in the United States. She was an Olympian and a very accomplished basketball player. And her family made her case very much front and center to the Biden administration, and, and uh, it played a lot in, in the media. So it's good to see that that this has happened. She was clearly um, in in a bad place, uh, to say the very least. She had been captured, as you mentioned earlier, with, with or you mentioned, with very little uh, hashish oil, but in fact was given a very harsh sentence and sent to a very unpleasant place. Yeah, so she had uh, less than a gram, as I understand it, of, of hashish oil. Uh, in cartridges for vaping for her personal use. And she was charged with a, sort of the heaviest drug penalty that the accusation was uh, in the Russian court that she was you know, going to going to sell these drugs. The hashish oil for vaping is, is not legal in Russia. She'd probably done this before. She said it was accidental. However, she plays basketball regularly in Russia in the off season mm-hmm. to make extra money. And so that's what she was doing in February of this year. This time she, you know, it was found in her luggage she was arrested at the airport immediately uh, in Moscow, and then uh, since February has been running through the uh, through the Russian legal system, which can be somewhat arbitrary. And she got the harshest possible penalty that she might have received, which was nine years in prison. And so she's just been transferred actually from a penal colony, which must have been a very, very unpleasant experience. Her timing obviously couldn't have been worse, right? This was just weeks before the invasion of Ukraine. Yes, that's right. That's uh, that I think is a large part of it, right? She was a high value target. And here she had actually done something that is against Russian law. She became a, a jewel to trade for uh, what they view as a, as a high value target, which is Victor Boot, the so-called merchant of death, who is a, is um, uh, an arms exporter, Russian citizen who we have had in prison in the United States since uh, about 2012. He was convicted, actually, in 2011. Yeah, that, there was a lot of talk today about just how, who exactly Brittany Griner was traded for, because this is clearly, in, in American eyes, a very bad man. He's a very bad man in anybody's eyes. He is of an ex-Soviet military, and I'm Soviet, not Russian. He allegedly speaks five or six languages. If you've ever seen the film Lord of War that starred Nicolas Cage in 2005, that is said to be based on Boot, Victor Boot. And he ran an air freight business after the collapse of the Soviet Union in 1991. But we think that his training was most likely in military intelligence and that he has strong ties to what was then the KGB and and, uh, has now become the FSB, broken into two units now in Russia, the FSB, which is like our FBI here in the United States, and SBR, which is like their CIA. Um, And he basically sold weaponry, Soviet-made and Russian, and then Russian-made weaponry, right? So big question, where does he get that? To combatants on both sides of the civil war in Angola, for example, he supplied Charles Taylor in Liberia with weaponry. He fueled wars in Sierra Leone, in uh, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, and as I mentioned, in Angola. And may have been dealing also with our arms shipments into Afghanistan. And, and again, they're playing both sides with the Northern Alliance before 9-11, 2001, right. and also the Taliban. So very bad guy responsible for thousands and thousands of lives. That's why the movie is called Lord of War. And he's also right. there's been called the Merchant of Death. Why did, why did Putin, why did Russia want him back so badly? 
Well, so he'd been sentenced here to 25 years. And, and as I said, he's been in jail since uh, 2011. And, and we got him in a sting in um, Thailand, a sting operation. He was eventually extradited. So one of the reasons is that there's a possible connection to Putin's inner circle. And um, this guy, Igor Sitchin, who runs one of Russia's biggest oil companies, Rosneft, who seems to have known Boot when they both worked for the Soviet military intelligence in, uh, in, in the 1980s in, in Africa. They both can deny that. But we also think that Boot's father-in-law has uh, was previously employed the KGB. And the other issue here is that where does Boot get the Russian weaponry to sell? And well, so that this implies that he has he probably providing kickbacks as he sells it to people who may still be serving within the Russian government or within uh, Rasabarana Export, the, the Russian uh, weaponry export agency. So he may know things that the Russians don't don't want him to share, and also he has this intelligence background and some connections to some very powerful people. Does he provide any kind of aid to Russia? Is he valuable to Russia now, given the situation Russia finds itself in? Well, he might be. You know, he has a lot of contacts around the world in in South America, in the Middle East. He's run one of his businesses through the UAE in sub-Saharan Africa. I mean, he's been out of the game for uh, 10 or 11 years now because he's been sitting in an American prison. But, you know, he could be useful in, in that respect. But yeah, he's he's a much more dangerous guy than Brittany, Brittany Griner and responsible for, for many, many thousands of deaths. Paul Whelan, the Ottawa-born Paul Whelan, uh, Catherine, is not part of this. Uh, who is he right. and, and, and did we expect him to be? Well, we had hoped he would be because he has, uh, he has been in a, a, a penal colony uh, in Russia since, I think, 2018. And he is uh, an American. He's also a Canadian, as you mentioned. And I believe he has a British passport as well. But he was um, a Marine. And he is also, is my understanding, and, and you may have better information on this than, than I do. I can talk to you about the Russian side, but not so much necessarily about him himself. But he was uh, at a, uh, a colleague's wedding in, in Moscow and uh, is quite interested, the story is, in all things Russian. He sort of travels a lot and single guy. And he was given a, a stick, you know, a USB, computer yeah. stick, USB mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. stick uh, that he thought was photos of, of, of nature, I think, in Russia and turned out that it was not and that it was, you know, they, he was accused of, of espionage. And because he's a Marine, you know, the, the, the Russians may have connected dots that are simply not there. But this is he, he was convicted and, and he's been in this penal colony since his conviction about a month ago, I guess, actually just a couple of weeks ago over the American Thanksgiving weekend. He was apparently in the, in the hospital of the penal colony, but he seems to be back out now. It's very doubtful that he's actually a, a member of the U.S. Uh, intelligence agencies at all. I think he's just kind of a hapless traveler who made a very, very big mistake. And and yet we had expected, perhaps, I know that both his family who spoke today, I think they were his brother, his yeah. twin brother was happy that obviously that that, uh, that Griner had been released. But uh, questions about what happens now to Paul Whelan, because this was clearly going to be one of those swaps where he could have been involved. I gather they're going to have to keep trying to negotiate. Yeah, it's very disappointing, as, as happy as we are for, for Brittany Griner and for her family. This is very disappointing, undoubtedly, for, for him and for his family. And then I know that he, he has 
has said through the American consular office, I don't understand why I'm still here. You know, I'm sure that the Biden administration is working very hard to try to secure his release. We we only have so much leverage. And so I think the holdup here in trying to get this whole situation resolved was that the Biden administration likely pushed very hard to get both of them. And the Russians said, no, it's Brittany Griner for Victor Boot or it's nothing. And so ultimately they they made that very, very difficult decision. And hopefully we'll, we'll be able to um, have some leverage to get Paul Whelan and, and uh, any others who are still held home. Hostage diplomacy alive and well still, isn't it? Yes, unfortunately it is. Yeah. Um, when we look at uh, at just the impact of this on the overall relationship, then uh, we know obviously they're still talking to each other, which is a good sign. Um, it is it is a surprise, I suppose, that they could work out even this kind of a deal given the amount of tension in the relationship right now. Yeah, in some respects, it is and it isn't. You know, there have there have been talks between the Ministry of, of Foreign Affairs and the United States Department of, of State over Griner and Whalen for the past few months. Those ties are, are not completely dead. And there have actually been military to military conversations as well between our chiefs of staffs, that is the, the Russian and the American. So, mm-hmm. yeah, well, there are still still connections, uh, but there's, you know, there there are obviously there are huge problems. Um, and this stems from Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Catherine Stoner, as always, thank you. Thank you very much for having me.